0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And
1: Papali would be an appropriate to score. Oh! He's
0: done, it! He's done it! Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go Behind, Behind the Limelight. limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. Round four sees the Raiders come off the back of a heartbreaking loss to the New Zealand Warriors. As we focus now for the Gold Coast Titans in round number four, time to talk everything Raiders and rugby league, rugby league. Let's uh, welcome in uh, John Coira and Tom Logan. G'day, Benny. Hi, Benny. Uh, boys, um, obviously, uh, disappointing result on the weekend. Um, Plenty of talking points in that game, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. But you definitely can't take away the effort from the team uh, and what they put forward out there on um, uh, Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a fantastic effort, and I think it's important to remember that it's it's round three. Um, the team is building. There's a lot of adversity, and I think we learnt. Sometimes the saying is that you can learn more from a loss than a win, and I feel like we did learn a lot. Obviously, would prefer to win, uh, but I think the performance and the
0: character is there. Yeah, the character was one thing for me that really stood up. I mean, um, there's no doubt that the team could have folded um, 10 minutes in with three players out for the remainder of the game, but instead they went on and scored uh, 25 points in that first half and and ended up with a pretty handy lead at halftime, Tom, but just uh, unfortunately couldn't get it um, over the line. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, but we always knew that the second half was going to
2: be really difficult, losing, I think, probably almost our whole our whole bench, except Starlo, in the first ten minutes. So it was always going to be a tough ask for our players, and I thought they did really, really well. A lot of them played a lot more minutes than what they normally would, and um, I loved what Ricky Stewart said after the game. You know, he's never been more prouder of the of a team performance in all his years of coaching. I thought that was really nice thing to say.
0: Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, obviously in that circumstances, you can. Um, be a little bit contrite and not want to say much and um, you know Ricky had his uh, reasons for going into that press conference and, and approaching it the way he did um, but yeah I thought that um, the ability of the team on the day was was um, something that they can be very proud of and take it into uh, the next game we'll have a look at that game a little bit closer in a moment, our special guest uh, this week will be Raiders uh, Wrecking Ball, I love calling him that, Saliva Havili, the man of all uh, positions he can do everything out there at the moment and we'll have a chat to him about how he Handled that situation last weekend. He had to play edge back row for the majority of the game, which was something new to him or something they hadn't done for a long time. So we'll find out a bit more about that. Um, And we'll also preview the the Raiders vs the Gold Coast with Saliva and get his thoughts on that contest. But now it's time to go around the horn. All right, we'll stay on that match um, firstly uh, in terms of the big talking point out of it, and it was that forward pass ruling, the touchdown to Ben Murdoch-Masilla. The NRL has come out this week and said um, that the decision was wrong and it probably should have been a forward pass. I think everybody um, except probably the officials saw that at the game, John, on the weekend, and it's uh, disappointing, but something that you just got to put uh, behind you now.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think it was just... It was obviously unfortunate that it happened and obviously you, you don't like seeing tries like that allowed but at the end of the day I don't think that was the, the sole reason for us losing that game either. I think um, the Warriors played really well and um, showed they showed some good character and they've had plenty of adversity throughout the last uh, two years as well. Um, I know that this can be a bit of a hot topic but I, I know that they're waiting for the... Um, waiting for the infrastructure to be able to rule the bunk for the bunker to be able to rule in those forward passes, and um, they said that it might be something that comes in um, in the next couple of years, and definitely not this year. But I really do feel when it's something that's so blatantly obvious, you don't need um, like millim- you don't need the technology to be able to judge a millimeter. It's, it was a couple of meters forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the bunker, um, do they have the, do they give them the ability to to send that one down the down the uh, refs ears and say, look. That was pretty obviously a forward pass. I mean, it's a big can of worms because you're not going to pick up everyone, especially those real line ball ones that could go each way. I wouldn't mind just even be able to use a
1: captain's challenge on it, to be honest. It, it doesn't have to be the bunker if they don't want to do it that way, but I do think you should be able to at least yep. captain's
0: challenge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously those 50-50 calls are still going to go towards the the team that doesn't Make the challenge but if it's one of those ones that's, you know pretty obvious that it was a forward pass and maybe that is a way to go down look there's never any perfect solution in any of this sort of stuff so um, we'll just have to keep an eye on that and see how it all progresses we see it in the cricket they have the DRS and they've got the VAR in the soccer as well um, both those technologies similar to what we're talking about and they still make mistakes as well so there's never going to be a perfect situation for any of this but we'll We'll keep an eye on how that progresses. Uh, Tom, injuries out of the round um, was a huge talking point, not just in our game but across the league. We saw a lot of players uh, ruled out across the weekend uh, and a lot for concussion as well. So uh, the rules um, and, and stricter concussion protocols coming into place and the talk of possibly uh, an 18th man coming in to rugby league at some point. Yeah, that's an that's really been an interesting one. I'm not really too sure where I'll probably sit
2: On the side of this one, obviously, on the weekend, I would have loved to have had somebody come in and you know just fill that hole uh, that was really left for us. But having said that, though, uh, you've got to make sure if that if an 18th man is to come in, you've got to make sure that there's some sort of place or some sort of system in place so that teams can't wrought that 18th man decision. So yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, if
0: you see a guy that's um. It's generally a forty to fifty minute player, and all of a sudden he goes down with a concussion, and a, yeah. a fresh player can come into the game. then I don't think that's the right look for mm. the game either. They're, they're talking maybe if there was already two HIAs, and then there was a third one, but I mean that's a that's a real rarity that that doesn't mm. very often occur. And they're even talking about it being one of the development players that would have to come in, and it couldn't be a more established top thirty player. So, like once again, it's a it's a real. Um, it's a real area of where they're going to have to do a bit more research on it, John, and, and have a look a little bit deeper into it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's something that's hard because any whenever there's a rule change, everyone wants to try and get an advantage out of it. Yeah. But I think the really important thing is just trying to keep that contest alive. It's you don't want to see um, a game that's just ruined by injuries and then automatically the contest just goes away. Well, it was really
0: good. We had a, we did have a good contest on the weekend, but there could easily be a time. Um, well, even that. Um the, the eels sharks game you look at that game right the sharks were right into that game to a certain point and then all of a sudden they had a, a run of injuries as well and they were down the none on the bench and the eels cruised away um, with the victory in the end and now whether that come down to team performance whether it come down to the sharks being fatigued because they had no one left on the bench we, we, you'll never know that but obviously if the sharks had the opportunity to bring another player or two into that game um, it could have been different exactly and you want the footy players to decide who wins you
1: don't want it just to be a game of survival because that's not what you want as a fan
0: no but also um you know we've had injuries in the game for 100 years and these things do happen from time to time and and an element of luck does come into it as well I mean very rarely would you see two players from the same team ruled out from a HIA not only in the same game but from the same tackle so um, particularly when they're the ones making the tackle not even the ones you know carrying the ball up so um yeah, we'll ha- once again, it's one of those ones that's going to take a little bit of work and see how it progresses. Uh, one of the big talking points this week as well in regards to our game, which has a, a bit of an impact there, is the uh, Queensland border situation. We're playing the Gold Coast. And at time of this recording, uh, the Raiders are still scheduled to play that game at Seabus Super Stadium uh, on the weekend and travel up as per normal. Um, do we have any uh, more information on this one, Tom, or are we still sort of waiting for advice? Yeah,
2: I think we're sort of still waiting on advice. At this moment, uh, the game is going to be taking place at Bus Super Stadium. That's all we know. Uh, obviously, the players are now under the Level 2 Apollo protocols. So basically what that means is they can <coughs> do, excuse me, they can do pretty much everything as per normal. However, when they do enter into venues inside, they have to wear a mask. Yep. And obviously, they can't uh, catch any public transport and that uh, they're... I guess, advise not to attend any large
0: gatherings and and remain in their households. Yeah, so if you're a Raiders fan out there and you see one of the boys on the street and he's walking around, you know, trying to do his shopping with his mask on and stuff, don't go up to him and ask him for an autograph or a photo. Look, at this stage, like I said, that's ever-evolving and this might change by the time this podcast goes out on Wednesday afternoon, but um, if all the up-to-date information will continue to communicate with you um, through the Raiders channel, so keep an eye on that. right, 34-31 at GIO Stadium on Saturday afternoon, the Raiders and the Warriors. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Raiders, uh, John, out to a really handy uh, 25-6 lead at halftime and and scored some really good tries in that first half um, under some adversity.
1: Absolutely. When um, all those plays were going down in that first 10, 15 minutes, um, I was a a little bit nervous as to uh, what was going to happen just because you never know how the team's going to react in that sort of situation. But they played some really good footy. Um, some really good um, performances by our middles particularly and, you know, they had to keep going as um, as the going got tough as well. But uh, Ryan Sutton, outstanding performance coming into the starting side. His second try in the NRL as well. So, and it was his first one for pretty much, pretty much two years. His first one was against the Broncos round yeah, five yeah, in right. 2019. So um, a long time between drinks and something that he'll be – very happy about and definitely remember it and some great photos from it as well. He we had the, the blood coming down his eye and his eyes looking a little bit
0: um looking a little bit tender today as well. Yeah, he's a he's a fine talent, Ryan Sutton, and he'll get an opportunity to start the game this weekend with no Joe um in the team out through injury. Uh, I thought, um, yeah, as you mentioned, the middles were fantastic, but let's let's talk about Tom the courage of Curtis Scott. Um, he got injured uh, injured his ribs uh, in that sort of opening few moments of that game. Uh, and with only um, one player on the bench, he toughed it out for the full 80 minutes and uh, just a really um, big effort from him to stay out on that field.
2: Yeah, holy moly. I can't believe that actually still happened. I mean, when, when we were watching the game, he he pretty much played the whole game with that. I think I, I just went back and looked at the vision and it happened in the third minute. He It happened when he took a hit up from Ken Mamalo, so... That's what's caused it, but just for him to play on for that whole game with—has well, it been confirmed? Is it? Is it? Was it a broken it's, rib? Or yeah, he's
0: got some sort of, um, you know, uh, rib damage to that. Like it's the bottom rib. Of course, it's called the floating yeah. rib. So he's got some damage there. Hopefully, it's only going to keep him out for a week or two. So, um, but enough there to keep him out of a game and to play, you know, seventy-seven minutes with it um, is a fair effort. So, well done to Curtis Scott. What a player! Um, he's shaping up to be in 2021. Uh, the second half, uh, obviously, uh, it was always going to come, the Warriors were always going to come back into this contest with the fact that there was only that one player on the bench for the Raiders and um, eventually um, the weight of possession and a, a few decisions going their way uh, allowed them to to get back in front with only a couple of minutes to
1: go, John. Yeah, they're a dangerous team when they're just throwing the football around and um, that was definitely on, on display. I think our defence was was really good and we did as much as we could with um, a lot of tired players to um, keep them out as long as we did. It was such a tight finish and I'm sure every neutral uh, loved watching that game. But, um, yeah, well done to the the Warriors and uh, they just showed how dangerous they can be and that they're definitely not – the reason they're staying in Australia isn't just to keep the comp going. They're wanting to give it a good go and good on them. But, um, yeah, look forward to um,
0: taking our lessons out of that and moving it on to – to this week against the Titans. Yeah, well said. And despite uh, a valiant effort by Jordan Rappaner to score that try uh, in the dying seconds of the game, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck pulled off a, a pretty special play to, to end that one. So we'll put it behind us and we'll move on uh, to the Titans this weekend. Car, stick around uh, to the podcast behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Next up, we'll be talking to Raiders' uh, man of everywhere and everything, Saliva Havili. Welcome back to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. We're joined this week by Raiders hooker, back rower, front rower, (laughs) Locke, Saliba Havili. How are you, mate?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, let's start with that. Um, You are Mr Fix-It for the the green machine at the moment, um, which is a really good thing for you because uh, it means you become a pretty valuable asset in the team because you can play so many positions.
3: Yeah, um, and I've always been told... Uh, the more positions you can play, the the more courage you can have as a as a team, the uh, more value, valuable you, you do become to the team. So, um, now it's a good uh, little asset to have and, um, you know, just hopefully like can do a job in you know, every position I do.
1: So, Levi, yeah, you've definitely um, played a role, especially over the last couple of years. One of only two players not to miss a game last year as well. It must have been good getting that regular footy under your belt.
3: Yeah, uh, it's always a a uh, good thing to be playing in a row um every week. Um we always try push or I, I myself try push myself to play every week. Um, whether it's five minutes or fifty to whatever, how long however long I gotta play. Um but the goal is to always be playing in a row. Um but having to fill those positions is uh you know, it's been pretty good. Um just try to go out there and do a job for the team, most importantly.
0: The back row was somewhere you found yourself on the weekend, and at one point we had yourself, uh, Hodjo, and also Starlo out there uh, on the field together. Now, uh, how did that dynamic work?
3: Yeah, it was pretty funny actually. Um, you now, someone asked me on the weekend about it: um, three hookers on the field at the same time. Uh, that's the first I've ever experienced it. But um, yeah, having to play back row, uh, did some work around there in the in the preseason. So um, I was pretty. Excited to go out there, you know, um, they were under the pump a bit with the interchanges and you know, I had to you know, make a play for the team, uh, play out there and just They uh, you know, main, mainly just to stay connected. It's a different role towards the middle, um, a bit more decision making and um, having to move around the field a bit, so uh, it was pretty exciting too. How the lungs as well? Because you had
1: like about 15 minutes the first two rounds and then you are required to play... Big big minutes in a very different position.
3: Yeah, it was pr- uh, real different. Um, like I said, you know, I had to play a little bit more than I usually do. Um, but like it's still early on in the season. We've just come off a, a big preseason, so um, I was definitely a big um, big blow on the lungs and the legs were a bit uh, wobbly towards the end. Too. I was cramping a bit in the last ten, and um, the boys are giving it to me today. You know, just the facials
0: and then the last ten was <laughs> pretty funny. So. <laughs> Alright, what we're going to do now, Lever, is we've uh, jumped on to the social media pages this morning. We asked a few fans to send some questions in, so we'll start with Andy. He's asked, do you approach the game differently when starting as opposed to coming off the bench?
3: Um, yeah, uh, I guess you there's a different sort of mindset. Uh, I always say that the hardest part of the game is the first uh, 20 minutes and then you know all the fatigue kicks in and... Uh, the bench is coming and, you know, they can either change the game in a good or positive or, or bad way. Um, but for myself, if I was to start, my mindset is real different towards coming off the bench.
1: we got one from Adam. Do you prefer playing back row or hooker?
3: Uh, it really depends. Um, if I do play back row, I'm just thinking of um, giving something for like Hodgie or the, or the hookers or the... Or the team to play off uh, that's my main goal is just to run hard um uh, try to get a quick play of the ball or something and there's just so we can work something like that but um if i'm playing hooker i'd rather just you know it's a, a little bit more different um but you know, i grew up playing hooker and i do i do believe that's my primary position
0: question from sienna and this is one that i want to know as well because i've heard this story before are you really a podiatrist
3: <laughs> uh I'm qualified as a podiatrist um you know, I was really into my footwear back in New Zealand when I was living there um have real flat feet, so um you know the physios at the warriors at the time sent me to a podiatrist uh, I went over there and, and um I seen a lot of cool footwear there and then I go oh might might do this might want to make my own shoes some day so um got into that school and um you know when I was in the twenties i was um Compulsory for me to study and also play, so I just stuck with it and I got my degree, and that was funny. So it qualified on that area. But we call you
0: Doctor Havili? No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But
3: yeah, I got I need to refresh that. That's been a long time ago.
1: (laughs) Before we go to the next one, I just want to know: is that still on the cards for when you finish up with footy?
3: Um, It's it's an option. I've just mainly got to do a bit of refreshing through the memory bank there, because it's a lot gone out the window. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so we got this one from David, and I think David's made a few presumptions here, but do you prefer full cream Canberra milk or Raiders lime with your protein shakes?
3: Ooh. I actually had it with Raiders lime the time we had it here, but um, nah, uh, the... the Travis got me having of
0: water bow, So <laughs> 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 uh, all right, we got Bryce here. He's asked, uh, "What do you most love about living in Canberra? You've been here a long time now." Yeah, nearly
3: four years now. Um, you know, I just love the environment. Um, I, I funny story. I was when I was at the Dragons, I come down to visit my uncle here in Canberra, and he was talking it up like the best place on you know, in, in in Australia. And then I come in, it was the most boringest place, but. Um, you know, they always say it's a good place to bring your kids up and I had my first my first child here when I first moved here. I've had my second last year and it's probably the best place to bring my daughters up. Um get a lot of good quality family time with my family and um everything's nice and close, not too busy and nice and quiet too and I do enjoy the cold too, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh last question from a certain Loretta Havili. Oh, that's my missus <laughs> She's being a
3: clown. <laughs> who's uh, your biggest fan? She's asked. Uh, not you. <laughs> Probably my girls. Um, my two daughters there. Uh, my little girl now, my three year old, she knows how to do the Viking Club and uh she
0: loves the Raiders. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Alright, time to have a preview of the Raiders versus the Titans. Hopefully up there at Seabus Super Stadium uh, on the Gold Coast at the time of recording. The game's still happening up there, which is good news. Um, you're up against this side, uh, Lever, this weekend that's coming off the back of plenty of confidence, two big wins and um, that performance against the Cowboys on Sunday night was pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, um, you know they're fair different side to uh, what they've been over the past couple of years. They've had some and their big signings over the, over the off-season, um, they're going to be a, a big challenge for us as a, as a you know, team going forward into this new round.
1: Um, as, a, as a middle player, um, does the Warriors kind of prepare you for this game quite well in the sense they do have quite a few big middles like uh, um they've also got Basu Mawali and yeah. um, Fafita on the edge as well.
3: Yeah, um, I guess they do. Uh, the Warriors got a big pack right from wing to wing. You know, they got big ball carriers and hard to defend physically. Um, you know, that's why the boys I myself and the boys pulled up pretty sore from the weekends game, but uh, you know, it does give us opportunity to freshen up and uh better prepare ourselves, our bodies to to this game this week. So um yeah, it's looking forward to it.
0: How how are the boys that um like yourself and also um, Ryan Sutton, C.S. Eliola, that played those big minutes, which is a little bit out of uh, character for the the minutes they'd usually play. Has everyone sort of pulled up okay or have they had to back things off a little bit this week?
3: Yeah, um, you know, it's pretty different for myself, C and Sutter. You know, playing those sort of minutes or not, we um, are uh, not required to do so every other week. Um, uh, the coaching staff have really looked after us. You know, their main goal for us today is just to... Uh, freshen up, uh, look after our bodies and uh, get ready for a big um, big game again this week. You know, are trying to get another win, um, get back in the winning circle too. So uh, it's important, I think, that we uh, look after our bodies while we're away from training and that you know, they look after us while we're here. So, yeah.
1: And Gold Coast is a bit of a good spot for yourself. You made your Raiders <laughs> debut there. And was it your first NRL try as well?
3: Actually, it was my first NRL try. Yeah, it was the first. Good race Johnny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah yeah, it's pretty good. Um good spot to go. We haven't travelled away as a team in a while too, so it's a be a good time to get away with the boys and just, you know, um spend some good bonding sessions with the boys and play some cards and have a few laughs and stuff. So yeah, pretty
0: cool. And uh Seabus Super Stadium, um home of one of our favourite moments not only of last season but of all time. Josh Papali, the mullet flowing in the background, mm-hmm. ankle-tapping Jamal Fogarty. Do you remember that moment during that game?
3: Yeah, I was about to make... I was jumping onto the field and I was walking down the silent to with the interchange cards. I think I'd know who I was going for. And then after that, Papa made that uh, that play and then I thought I was going to go in for him, but he wanted to stay <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think all the boys will wear their budgies. The one that uh, the budgies from guys <laughs> made for him. So
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know the ones. All right, we're going to have the, our podcast prediction. Uh, no points, I believe, from the team last week. We had oh, Sorry, we had a half point. Half for a Tom. point. Half a point for Tom last week. I we'll want we'll to take that one to the bunker? I'm not sure if we'll count that, but we'll we'll have a look. But we'll have a look at the leaderboard now. I'm still in front, despite not uh, appearing last week on the show. Um, due to non-COVID related, related um, injuries, um, uh, I didn't. I'm I still leading, so that's good. Um, Lever, give us a prediction. Something you think will happen uh, this weekend up there on the Gold Coast? Uh, Jordan Rapana score
3: this time. Actually, ground the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be specific and say left hand, but you'll ground the ball. <laughs> Now, um, before I
1: give mine, I just want to give a shout-out to Chris, who bumped into when I was getting a coffee last week. He told me my predictions were rubbish, warranted, but he really put his neck on the line and he said, Jack Whiten for a try, which he got, but it's Come not on, really fearless. Come funny, on, mate. Give us something a bit uh, harder I'm, than that. I'm going to like go saying for... saying, Jerry a... Kroger's going to kick a goal. <laughs> Yeah, let's not throw stones down. Um, so I'm going to go Bailey for two. I, I think it's a good matchup him against Corey Thompson. I think Thompson's a great player, but yep, Bailey's man. got that aerial threat. I really
0: think he's um up for a big week. Yep, I'm going to go for Josh Hodgson. I thought his creativity around the ruck last week um, was outstanding, uh, and I'm going to go for him for two try assists this Ooh. week. We've got two uh, middles close to the post uh, last week. I'm going to back him up for another double uh, in that department this week. I was going to do that too. There you go. Great minds, great minds think alike. Uh, Saliva Havili, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, all the best on the trip to the Gold Coast, and uh, let's hope you get away with the win.
3: Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me.
0: There it is. Saliva Havili joining us on Behind the Limelight. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll catch you next week.